Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, Sean's very smart in the way he utilizes his personnel. Um, he makes you check your fundamentals and your technique on every play. They can tempo, they can slow it down, they use a lot of different personnel groupings. So he's going to test you a bunch of different ways. And if you're out of your gap or if you don't see something you don't see, then he can line up and play fundamental football as well. So, I mean, we have to play group football and play together and understand what we're seeing. But Sean's a challenge for anybody. That's why he's one of the best in the league. I think they're just very sound. Um, they have a great front um, led by Cameron Jordan. Uh, he's one of the best players I, I play against, get a chance to play against every year. Um, uh, great, great young corners, uh, two uh, first-round draft picks over there. And uh, and they just do what they do really good. So uh, we have to do what we do really good. One team, one cause. You know, we all about trust, loyalty, and respect, and that's what we, that's what we have. And welcome to the Real Bucks Talk Podcast. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Be sure to follow us at Real Bucks Talk on all social media platforms. I'm your host, Michael Plus, joined by our other host, Mark Ramirez. And Mark, it is Friday. It's football Friday, and we got a big show tonight uh, to go over. How are we doing tonight? Excited as usual. Football's just around the corner. The Rays seem like they couldn't pull it off for us. Uh, that's all right. It's still going on, but it's 6-2, and yeah. I doubt it. Um. <laughs> uh, but it's Bucks football talk, and we can. We're going up against the Saints, division rival, huge game, two and two versus three and one. If we win this game, we're two and zero oh into the division, and we're looking pretty. We're going to be tied for top of the division. Actually, we'd be in front in the division because we'd be undefeated. Right. So yeah. exciting! You better be excited for a Buck. Yeah, this is a huge week for the Buccaneers. A uh, big game, a lot of implications on the line. Uh, so, you know, the Bucks have to make sure they bring it. And, you know, that's what we were talking about in the last podcast. Can they take that next step forward after coming off a big win against the uh, Los Angeles Rams? So, you know, it's going to be a, a hostile environment. It's going to be a um, good atmosphere. The good news is a lot of the Buccaneer players that are on this team have been in that environment before. So there's a lot of experience there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be interesting to see how they game plan and how – how they come with it, um, but we'll dissect that uh, later in the in the podcast here. Um, but first, I think we're going to open it up to questions. 
and get that rolling. I think we have an email. Um, As usual, the emails always come first. And for those wondering, our email is realbuckstalk at gmail.com. Very simple. We're always going to get those. So if you have any questions, thoughts of anything leading up to the game or even thinking of the future or just anything, throw it in there and we'll get to it. But with that said, we're going to start with Walter Slater, another new guy sending a question. Always love new people sending stuff. Awesome name, by the way, Walter Slater. Uh, he says, Buck vs. Saints question. Hey, gents, everyone has been commenting on O.J. Howard's laugh, lack of production to start the season. However, in recent weeks, we've, we've seen him become utilized in an increasing number of ways. He's been great catching the ball in the middle of the field, but I personally have liked the more creative ways we've gotten him the ball as of late. The delayed tight end screen was a perfect play call against the Rams last week. And I hope these inventive ways of getting him open continue. What creative ways are you getting? Are you guys hoping to see OJ utilized in, in order to maximize his potential? Additionally, I really like the Howard lined up behind tackle guard as a lead blocker for running backs. He also noted, you guys, film breakdown is top notch. Keep it up. Love what you're doing. Thanks, Walter. Walter, thank you for that. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Walter. That's a great question. Uh, A lot of good stuff in there uh, to break down. But, yeah, I mean, with OJ, I think it's um, just continuing to use him in different ways. I mean, the guy is a very athletic, gifted tight end um, that can be utilized, you know, in single matchup or in in, in zone or what have you. I like to see them use him more in motion and getting him out in the flats, um, coming across the field more allow him to run away from people because I think he can do it. Um, he's shown it in the past. So, yeah, there's there's going to be opportunities for him, especially this week against the Saints. Uh, I think the tight end group as a whole could have a big day. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, just finding ways to continue to use him, um, especially in the red zone. I think that's where they need to be creative uh, with him because he's such a big target. But, yeah, the tight end screen, I mean, that's that's a beauty uh, play to, to get the defense off balance. Yeah, jumping off what you said, I truly believe, yeah, get him moving down the line. Like, Cutter actually did do that. That's one thing he did do with with OJ, right. moving him down the line, having the the guy that's one-on-one with him actually have to run with him, mm-hmm. and then see him just get lost in all the, the rest of the defenders of his teammates. Right. And OJ, with the ball in his hands, in space, he can actually do something special. He's big and either run through you or just run around you. That's a special type of player. Right. But yeah, like you said, doing it that way, but I also would like to see him out wide by himself to set up that true one-on-one like like John Gruden used to do with uh, what, Jeremy Stevens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 6'7", monster. Even though Stevens wasn't that great of a player just because of his, how tough a person he was kind of mm-hmm. off the field. Mm-hmm. Just He was a mismatch on the field, and that's what OJ is. I would like to see that. I'd like to see him just seam routes right down the middle of the field splitting those safeties because obviously we got Godwin and Evans on the other side. They don't know who the hell to cover. You have three of those guys, pick your poison. That's another way. Um, Those screens are beautiful. And I think that's what they want to do. It's just you can't keep going to the well a million times. I know the Saints do. We'll talk about that in the offense. They they just love screens. Should we do the same thing, take a chapter out of their book, maybe, Mm -hmm. using Godwin and Howard in that fashion? But, I mean, they're, they're starting to use, use them little by little a lot more. And this is what Buck fans want to see. This is what we've been wanting to see. 
it's just and I put I'll put the clip later about Leftwich saying he, he's slapped himself in the head that he's got to use these guys a little better. But again, these are a lot of really good toys, really cool toys to play with, and he's still learning how to use them all. Yeah, and I think it also goes back, uh, you know, just to the weekly game plans. Um, and once you get, you know, because these teams, these opposing teams that you go up against, they get they get the tape and they start to get tendencies and understanding and what, you know, offenses are trying to do. So they adjust accordingly. I think that also goes to, you know, the Bucks. They'll be able to flip that game plan because they really haven't unveiled, they haven't, um, yeah, unveiled everything as far as the offense goes. So I think that's where your OJ and your Cam is going to start coming in, and that's where you can really, you know, change things up on defenses and then catch them off guard. Uh, and I think that could start this week because I think there's a great opportunity for both Cam Brate and OJ Howard to have a big game. Yeah, like I saw you on Twitter. You, someone was like saying, "Oh, with the loss of Perriman right now, I really don't see it that being that big because don't we have other guys that can fill in for number three? Right. And you said yourself, you're like, "Yeah, it's." Evans Godwin and the number three is Brait and Howard. Right, exactly. Like there's those are four that number three doesn't really back down anywhere. It's all over the field that you have an option. And actually, I have the clip right here of Byron Leftwich talking about him utilizing certain players and how he's he's got to get better himself. Check out Byron. I got a lot to get better at. You know, me myself personally, I think. I could do a better job of continuously getting these guys in position to make plays. Uh, and that's, a, that's as a play caller, that's what you do. You know, you, you hit yourself in the back of the head sometimes when things don't go away, but you understand it's all a process. So, I mean, Byron's right. He's got to learn. He's got to put these guys in a better position to, to make plays, o, a.k.a. Uh, O.J. Howard. Right. Utilizing a guy that's a freak of nature in the right ways, but guess what? He's slowly starting to get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he obviously knows how to use Chris Godwin, right? Yeah, no, I, I would say he is learning. I mean, I think he's gotten better each week, and I think that's with the players getting more comfortable within the offense. You know, you see Jameis' improvement from week one. It's continuing to skyrocket. Um, players are getting more comfortable, but I think Byron's getting comfortable with what he has to work with, which is is good news. Uh, so I expect him to continue to get better. I mean, we saw it last week. I mean, he was utilizing multiple guys in, in different ways and using them well. So uh, I, I like what I'm seeing. I think that will continue this week against the Saints. Yeah, I mean, it's like I was saying when we first started this whole season with this new crew of people. I mean, it's not just a new coaching staff. It's these players having to learn a new scheme. And – it wasn't just the defense. It wasn't just the offense. I mean, it's everyone's learning something, a new culture, a new system, new people. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to learn and get better as they go. And that's what two podcasts ago we I was mentioning. I, I see the positives. It's just they haven't really learned it all the way there. And now it's obviously everyone's crapping on the defense. Mm-hmm. Guys, it, so the offense was crapping earlier. Now they're starting to do good. And now you're just crapping all over the defense. I think the defense is there. They just got to – the back end has to get understanding of where everyone's supposed to be. Yeah, right? I, I agree with that. Yep. But, I mean, they're, they're on course, let's put it that way. And this is a huge statement game, and they need to show up and show up on, big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now let's go into – speaking of the offense, Jameis is player of the week. Yeah. Crazy, right? 
<laughs> Four touchdowns, one interception. I'm surprised Jared Goff didn't get it because he had 500 yards. <laughs> because that's the respect the Bucks get. But is he worthy of it? Hell yeah. He's done this two weeks in a row now, and you hope this is what you're going to see consistently. That's the biggest thing, consistency with him. Like I, I'm the big proponent of saying he's consistently inconsistent. That's what he's proven over five years now. Right. Let's hope this new coaching staff can change that. Right. But either way, it's a positive. Jameis, player of the week. Yeah, it's it's great news for Jameis. I think it's a confidence uh, booster for him. I mean, he's already pretty confident, but you know, it's just good to to know that he's heading in the right direction. I think it's good for his team. Um, and he pretty much, you know, he downplayed the award. He said, yeah, offensive line was outstanding. Um, you know, pretty much it was a team award. And I agree with that. I think they're, I think they're doing a great job of putting Jameis in better situations and allowing him to be comfortable. Um, you know, I think, you know, the play calling and, and all of that, it, it goes hand in hand. And now we just need Jameis just to continue, you know, continue to progress, continue to make the reads and play within rhythm um, getting the ball out of his hands quickly, which he's done so far. I mean, he's getting it out under three seconds, which you like to see. Um, at times, he still holds the ball a little bit too long, takes some sacks that you want to get rid of and, and get out of your game. But, I mean, he's he's doing a lot of positive things. And now, just got to hope that continues and we build and, and keep building. That's always the goal. But, yeah. I mean, Jameis, very much worthy of it. Four touchdowns, one interception, and he had 385 yards. That's what I wanted to put. Almost 70 com- completion percentage. He yeah. had 68.3. Yeah, he's, he's, he's really good when he's in rhythm. Um, when he's not holding that ball, he's not padding it. Uh, he's he's really good when he's decisive and quick. Uh, can be very accurate and on time. Uh, just kind of hope you, you keep it up. And, and offense line did a great job last week. They're going to have to do it again this week. Um, but we also had um, other news with uh, Shaq Barrett, who was – he's been player of the week, but he's also been named player of the month, and, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, nine sacks, uh, well, he's got seven tackles for loss. He's got 20 pressures, I think, something like that. It's ridiculous. So uh, he's been he's been outstanding and well-deserved. Um, you know, he's been – just everywhere. I mean, making plays. Last week, he caused three turnovers by himself. Uh, so he, he definitely deserves all the recognition. Okay, let's do the exact numbers. Okay. 15 tackles, nine sacks, two passes deflected, one interception, and three forced fumbles. The dude, yeah, he's, he's been out of control. Yeah, I mean he's just he's been outstanding. Uh, I mean he talked to, he talked about it. I mean he's getting the one on ones, uh, and he's just taking advantage of his opportunity. I think, and I and I don't expect it to stop. I think he's going to continue. He could have had more sacks uh, last week. He was very close um, to having a couple of plays swatting at the football. That's kind of seems like his thing, which is really nice. So he's making he's just making game changing plays, and you got to hope it continues this week against the Saints and. I think I, I like his matchups. I think the matchups that he's going to get this week, I think, benefit him, and I think it's going to be really good. The interesting question is, do they, you know, shift over and start double him, doubling team, you know, him? But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what, what happens. Yeah. Well, I again, I don't think they will, just purely based on the middle of our defense. That's where the most right. pressure comes from. We've been saying it all off season. Yeah. Arian said it before we even knew it, and that's – Let's just see. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to get blitzes up the A-gap 
both A apps every time. You gonna start sending more people on the outside? No. No. <laughs> so the out, outside edge rushers get get free reign, right? Mm-hmm. So if he just keeps being his one on ones, he's gonna look pretty. But let's go on to Shaq Barrett talking about this accomplishment and what he's sees himself in this scheme. And it's the scheme. <clears throat> It's the guy surrounding us. It's not just. It's just not just me. We got the back end playing good coverage. The guy Carl on the other end getting pressure. The middle guy Suvita, uh, well Will, Bo, everybody in there just getting the job done. And I'm just beating my one on ones at the right time. He's right. He's just beating his one on ones at the right time. But, yeah, exactly. But I like how he gave the most recognition to all the defensive tackles: mm-hmm. Sue, Vita, Vita, Bo Allen, Will Golson. Yeah. Because they're the ones causing so much pressure, getting the most attention, and it's allowing him to have those one-on-ones. And like everyone was just, just eating him up. Mm-hmm. Yes, he, he deserves a, the reward. I mean, he's the one beating people in yeah, front of him. He's the one doing it. But he knows that it's everyone. It's the scheme. Mm-hmm. It's the people. There's so much attention in the middle that he's allowed to have these one-on-ones. Right. Because guess what? Still, no one's one putting people over there. Because they don't want to die by someone getting cut in half. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, they're right over the, the ball. Right. So, I mean, yeah. anything else to add on that one? No, I mean, I'll add this. I mean, what a what a find by uh, Jason Light. I mean, he finally oh, yeah. gets he finally gets a, a big time free agent in Shaq Barrett, and, and and we're saying this, but it's not discrediting what Shaq is doing. Like Mark not just like what Mark just said. I mean, he is really a great player. I mean, from he's not the most fastest, he's not the biggest, he's not you know the the strongest dude, but he just understands the game so well. He's very intelligent. Uh, his technique is outstanding, and his ability to just play the run and the pass um, very well. I mean, that interception that was a heads up yeah, play. Yeah. That is like those are plays that you don't really see his type of player make and he just he read it perfectly and that's going into game tape and understanding film and breaking it down and he he talked about it he's like yeah that's what i do most now is watching film Mm -hmm. and uh you know understanding on the the play last week against the right tackle understanding that yeah he was going to set up like that so i knew i could get inside with the spin move i mean that that's uh that's greatness right there i mean that's what great players do yeah, again, like I'm not doubting him whatsoever. I'm just saying he knows himself it's the scheme, but he's just eating up all of his opportunities. And that, that's the thing. It's not just, oh, it's a scheme, it's a scheme. No, he is winning. Like you still have to beat the man in front of you. Exactly. And he's doing it, I think they said 45% of the time he did it. Oh, no, no, that was, that was a whole other podcast. Never mind. <laughs> but he's... So it almost seems like it. Like he's yeah. always in the back. Oh, he's one of the highest win percentage pass rush rates um, out there. So I mean, yeah, every time he's 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 winning his matchup pretty much. Um, but that's great. And to add to that, and you oh, no, know, there's, oh, no, let's give Shaq his his time. Oh, okay. <laughs> one so, more. No, no, we got a couple more here. It's right. Todd Bowles on his leading sack artist right here. No, Shaq. Shaq understands the game. You know, he's he's a very savvy player. He understands the game very well. He works on his technique. He's done a great job against the run, which goes unnoticed. Obviously, that sets up his pass stuff. He has an arsenal and a toolbox that he uses, and he strives to get better every day, and that's just a credit to him. Yeah, he he does well everywhere. Yeah, nailed it. And, I mean, we're not going to doubt him at all. He does everything well. I mean, it's the technique. It's his jump up and up, dip and under and 
his spin inside, his he has power moves. I mean, the dude can do it all. Is he a freak athlete? No, but he doesn't need to be because he's using his smarts and his awareness of where the quarterback's going to be, right? And what he can set up. Yeah, he, he he doesn't he doesn't waste steps, and that's what makes him so great. I mean, he gets direct line to the quarterback. Yeah, and then speaking of his getting in the mind of Shaq Barrett, they asked him how is he so good with his technique, and then he said this: "I I have a lot of moves, but." Winning on them is a different story. Like you have to have actually have to set them up and set them up to uh, get the move going. Like third, fourth quarter, like coach, I got two moves I've been saving. So he's so he's saying he's out to like two moves. He's setting things up. It was funny. This clip was him in the Giants game. He's like, yeah, I, one of them worked. The other one, uh, they scored the final touchdown on. Yeah. So it didn't really work. But <laughs> still, it's that's that's the game where you know because yeah, we were talking about this for for weeks now. We always get more sacks in the second half. Why? Because they're either setting them up or the offensive line is just getting mutilated by Sue and Vita Vea just tiring them out. And then these edge rushers are just winning mm-hmm. after that. I mean, it's like, okay, yeah. I give up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you get that much coming at you nonstop, you start getting tired. And I think that's what's going on. Right. No, I agree with that a hundred percent. I think you know, and that's what makes Shaq so great because he is setting these moves up. He's setting them up for later. Um, he's he's consistently doing something, and then he'll change it up in in the second half, like Mark said. And that was a case in point last week when he did that inside spin move against the right tackle. Uh, now, granted, I think that was only his second rush on that side of the game, but I mean, it it just worked to perfection. Uh, so a lot of good things uh, from that front four, seven, all, all of the above. <laughs> yeah, one more thing. I mean, even Donovan Smith said Dwight Freeney was the best defensive end he's ever faced. And they're like, why? Because he's so fast. He's like, no, because he would set up everything. He would literally be laughing and smiling. Like, I'm about to do something. And he was like, I don't even know. He, he'd, he would set up positions. He'd, he'd rush one way. And then he knew I would think he's going to do something. And he'd do the other thing. And that's what Shaq Barrett's doing. It's the difference between a rookie, a guy that's just going based off of the athletic ability, and a guy that knows what he wants to do and knows the scheme and knows what he's capable of, right? Right. And there's one more thing from Shaq Barrett before we move on. See what the tackle done and be able to work off of it and make him do what you want him to do. Or if he's not going to do it, you got to just play his game. But there's a way you go win either way. That's why I watch film. Like, if he continue to do what he do, I got moves in place for that. But I uh, try to get him off his game so I can uh, work my moves and work my game and get him playing my game. Yeah, so it's just smarts all around. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he knows he shouldn't keep forcing his own moves. He should be looking at what the hell the tackle is doing and then going off of that. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's it's absolutely smart. Just analyzing it and read and react, and that's what he's been doing. Uh, but with that being said, uh, we had some news um, from I think it was yesterday. Uh, an article came out on TMZ Sports about JPP, and it looks like he is going to be back by week eight. At least that's where he's targeting his return, uh, which is awesome news. And you know, getting a guy like that would be just fantastic because it adds adds to this front seven even more. And now he, we talked about Shaq getting doubled. Well, if JPP's in there, I mean, <laughs> he's not going to get doubled at all. Um, so that's just going to create more havoc up front. And it's really amazing just the work ethic that, you know, JPP shows. And he talked about how he's in the best shape of his life, which is, is great news. And he posted a couple workout videos. And it looks like 
you know, he's he's getting closer and closer to full strength, which is which is awesome. On that, when JPP comes back, this D-line is going to be scary. Yeah, scary good. I mean, like you just said, I mean, JPP is wondering if he's going to get doubled. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, they're going to be like, well, who the hell are we going to cover? Like, do we just main up against everyone? Do we double Suvea? What the hell happens with Barrett and JPP on the outside? And then Nassib's coming around. Right. Well, I think good, which good luck. Yeah, good luck. I mean, you can have a five man front of Barrett, JPP, Vita Vea, Sue, and then Nassip. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's five on five, and that that's one on one. I mean, and you gotta you gotta commit your resources to the inside. That's gonna be just trouble, like Mark said. I mean, yeah, good luck with that. And then kudos to Jason Light for awesome signing yeah it's, it's only a one-year deal but i'm pretty sure they're clearing something to try and get him get him back yeah shaq barrett yeah for no doubt and they restructured jpp so he can be a free agent next year um so yeah it, it looks like you know they're going to put their their money into shaq barrett and and as they should 26 years old um showing you know that he can be that premier pass rusher that we've been looking for so it's definitely worth it all right, and with that said, let's actually go into the actual game. Yeah. <laughs> game preview of Bucks versus Saints. And let's jump into, as we always do, our offense versus their defense. And the intro was a long time ago, but Jameis was saying how they're very sound with their defense. They know their gaps, they know where they got to be. They got two first round corners, one really good in Lattimore, the other one, Eli Apple, who we think we can target. Um, their safeties are very aggressive, very downhill players, as well as their linebackers. Mario Davis is insane. Uh, but to me, I truly view, based on this aggressiveness, same thing, similar to us. If you're so aggressive, the middle of your defense is usually the weakness because you're throwing everything at the offense, the other offense, the other quarterback, right? So the thing is, to me, the weakness for their defense is behind their linebackers in between the safeties. And behind the safeties. Because, I mean, the safeties are you, – you can see pre-snap. Are they going to be very aggressive? If they're very aggressive, okay, find them as your weakness. And, and the linebackers are always aggressive. So I think middle of the field, right behind them, is always the target. Because the Cowboys executed that plenty of times. The Seahawks did it. I mean, to me, that's where you got to go. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, you know, looking at the defense um, – you know, that middle of the field is definitely a, an area to exploit. I think also you're going to have opportunities on the outside, you know, whether it be Chris Godwin or Mike Evans. I'm not too, uh, to be honest, I'm not really scared of their corners. I think we can attack them. I think we have the size matchup. I think we can do some different things to isolate that and, and take advantage. But like I said earlier, I think the tight ends are going to be definitely heavily involved, um, especially the play action game. Uh, like, like Mark said, they're, they're very aggressive as far as how they come downhill. So I like to see us use a lot of play action, get get throws in behind that, and, and make some big plays. Uh, but, you know, looking at their their front four, I mean, that's where the challenge lies. I think our offensive line is going to have to play really well, going to have to protect. Running the football, that – that's going to be that's going to be the challenge. Um, they haven't allowed a hundred yard rusher in thirty games, I believe, which is pretty impressive. They've added some really good run stuffers. They added Malcolm Brown, who's a big time player. Got Sheldon Rankins back uh, last week, which is good news for them. Also, Kiko Alonso was a trade acquisition. So, 
and they have A.J. Klein as well. So really all three of their linebackers are really stout against the run, but very suspect against the pass. So, you know, from a game plan standpoint, I would like us just to, you know, mix in that run game at times, but at the same time utilize a lot of play action on first down and and take advantage of the easy yards that could be available. Um, Now the Saints defense did change up some things against the Cowboys. They did run some more zone coverages. They did run some you know, kind of matchup zones and, and taking certain guys out. They even double team Jason Witten at times, which was, which was pretty funny. Um, and, you know, so they made some plays and they've been making plays. And the big thing is what they've been doing is, is causing turnovers. So the Bucks have to be smart and protecting the football and making sure we're not beating ourselves and just keep it moving. Red zone offense is going to be critical like always. And that's where the Saints are actually pretty damn good. Because um, they just find ways to take things, they take it away. They find ways to take your best players away. And jumping off what you were saying, their run defense is really, really good. You said thirty-something games, not allowing hundred-yard rusher. Right. I think it's going to be hard for us to do that as well. Malcolm Brown, view him like our Vita Vea. The, the dude's a big. I mean, six-two-three-twenty, but he he he's just big. I mean, he, he occupies a lot of space. He can hold a lot of people up which is going to make the job easier for linebackers behind him, right? So, A.J. Klein, we all know from Carolina. Uh, Kiko Alonso, yeah, you mentioned. And Demario Davis is, I mentioned this last year, the dude plays all over the field. He's sideline-to-sideline side sideline guy, just downhill player. He wants to get a hit on you. My thing is, don't force the run. Yeah. I mean, stick to it. Try and stay balanced. That's a, a reason why probably people don't get – 100 yards on them because they always have to be throwing against Drew Brees. We're not facing Drew Brees. So we're, we're going to try and run. Even Cameron Jordan, like Jameis said in the intro, is like one of the best defensive players he's he's playing against. He's really good against the run. Mm-hmm. He's an, like a balanced player. He does everything well. But truly, to me, he's their best pass rusher and almost only pass rusher right now. You said they're their leading pass rusher before the podcast was Trey Hendrickson, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, leading the team three. with yeah three sacks. He's out, he's for out. The, out for this game. So, and truly that dude was out of FAU, correct? Correct. And he's all just... He's motor. Motor, yeah. about it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, their pass rush isn't the greatest. Watch Marcus Davenport go off. But <laughs> to me, they're designed to stop the run, similar to us, and just blitz a lot and get aggressive. And I think it's... It's truly what they're going to try and do. But the thing is, yeah. again, we, we know how to – we see that every day in practice. Right. We see it – we saw it all in training camp. I still think we're going to do like we did last week. Hopefully they're learning from this, like Leftwich was saying. Utilize – okay, Lattimore is probably the better corner. Eli Apple – Mike Evans has had field days against Eli Apple. Godwin can have a field day against Eli Apple. Right. Do the same thing until defenses show you, okay, oh, holy crap, this dude's still taking over. I got a shade towards his side. And then you can just manipulate them any way you want. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I think, you know, getting back to the tight ends, I think you can utilize your tight ends in the, in the slot and against their nickels and, and try to spread them out a little bit. And that's what I was, you know, talking with you about is like we need to be a little bit more aggressive on first down. We have a tendency to run the ball exclusively on first down um, so far. So hopefully we change that up a little bit. We've done it um, to start off games and um, in the past as far as like 
you know, using play action and getting the drives going. So, and we've been outstanding when, as far as the op- opening script of, of games, as far as moving and, and making things happen. So hopefully we see that hopefully, uh, you know, mix in some, a lot of play action. That's really what I want to focus on. And hopefully we see that. Um, I think we can run the ball against them. I like how our running scheme, you know, the double and go, I think is something that can be utilized. This team, the Saints defense hasn't seen Ronald Jones. Um, and I think that could be a, a kind of an X factor to look for. I like to see him utilizing the screen game. I think that could be some big plays there. Payne Barber, I think he's done well against this team as far as running the ball. I looked at the tape last year. I know it's different personnel, yeah. but he ran the ball well against uh, this team before. Um, they just couldn't commit to it because they were either down or, or they had to you know pass it a lot because of certain downs in distances. But yeah, I think you commit to it or stay with it. Don't give up on it, but use it as a second option to set up that play action pass. Yeah, and then I'll I'll jump off of this again with their run defense. Malcolm Brown, you know Sheldon Rankins, we liked coming out of college at yeah, Louisville. He's really good, really good run stopper, very stout, can hold up point of attack, but they're deep as well. Like this David, I can't ever pronounce this. Yeah, Omamata. Yeah, he's he's really good. He's really good. Just bigger boy can actually get a little bit of pass rush. And then I was watching this shy Tuttle, another big boy. He's a rookie too, and he's He's a massive space eater. So, I mean, they're again, they're designed to stop the run. But like you were saying, you or I was thinking this, use their own medicine against them right they love screens they're very aggressive use your screen game right use the oj howard screen like yeah, uh, chris Walter godwin Slater screens yeah use a chris godwin screen use right. use these things against them because mm-hmm. they want to be aggressive okay fine put all your asses over there and we're gonna throw over here or send in all your dogs right we're gonna throw right over your dog and then oops there's jensen and marpet running down the field to block everyone right i mean i think they're starting to show that they're smarter and they're based off of their first drives in every every game, that they're smart and they know how to actually execute against weaknesses, things we haven't seen for years. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, and one other point, their safeties are very, very athletic. Both guys we like, Von Bell and Marcus Williams, very, very athletic dudes. I mean, they can cover space. They can – good ball skills. I mean, they can make interceptions and get, get hands on balls. Mm-hmm. Sounds funny, but <laughs> but I mean they they do a lot. They, I mean, and again, they, that fits their aggressive mentality downhill, making plays. Yeah, and so yeah, there's. I'm just thinking there's going to be a lot of opportunities to attack this defense. Uh, I, I think the Bucks, you know, they have a lot of weapons. I think this Saints defense is seeing this kind of offense for the first time this year. I don't think. Well, besides the Rams game, I think, but. You know, the last two weeks, this Saints defense really hasn't faced an offense like they're going to see against Tampa. I know you have Russell Wilson, who's just amazing, but he just doesn't really have uh, the personnel that this Bucks team has. I mean, not many do. Not many do. So I, I just feel like there's going to be a lot of options that Jameis is going to have to choose from or going to be able to choose from and, and take advantage. Like I said, with OJ and, and Cam Brate working those slots. Um, especially against uh, their nickel guys and, and Patrick uh, Robinson, I believe, and then they also have P.J. Williams. Hopefully I got those names right. But those guys I think you can attack and, and find ways to, um, you know, really get some big plays going. But, yeah, I mean, 
it's going to be interesting. I think we'll be able to put up points. The biggest X factor, I think, is the offensive line. As long as they can hold up and we're not beating ourselves with dumb penalties or turnovers, I like us to put up a, a quite a bit of points. Yeah, then to my rebuttal to that is because they're so sound defensively, they know their gaps. They know it's do they annoy this off, young offense, young offensive play caller enough where they try and force something? Because I think that's the only way we get beat. I, I think this is obviously this team's this Saints defense has just been lulling out the other team. I mean, the other game was nine to, or twelve to ten, right? So again, they're just not allowing them to get in the end zone. Yeah, we got to be patient. Yeah, be yeah. patient. Got to find be, your yeah. set up yourself. Don't force anything. Right. Got to be methodical. And that's how Jameis is. Like yeah. he forces a lot. I don't want to see any forces this game. Right. Like Teddy Bridgewater, force him to beat you because he he's not going to beat you by himself. If he does, good for him because he just hasn't proved it. Like they haven't made him make any rash decisions. It's been right. very easy offense. So, Jameis, just don't throw your occasional interception where you have two or three inter- interceptions in a game. Yeah. Uh, again, play caller. Don't force these issues. If you have to run it, you have to take a sack, do it. I think mm-hmm. this will uh, – you may think we're going to dominate an offense, but I just think it will be more of a slow pace kind of let's see who can play the chessboard better. Yeah, and I'm totally – I don't think it's going to be that game week one. I, I'm totally fine with that. I, I like if we can play some ball ball control ball control offense and just you know move the move the ball down the field um, at your own pace. Like Mark said, don't force anything. I think there's going to be options there. You're going to be able to get chunk plays, but you got to set that up. And I think that will come as we continue to progress through the game. I think Scotty Miller is going to have an impact in this game. Um, he could have had a touchdown last week. I think with his speed, maybe getting him involved as far as the end arounds and reverses. So there's going to be opportunities, but I think he'll be able to stretch the field. That will open things up across the middle of the field, which is where we want to attack and just keep attacking that area. All right, and then I'll add to that. I think Walter Slater said it right. OJ should have a big game. I think so. I mean, they're going to have so much attention on Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. OJ, against anyone is a mismatch. These are guys that like to get downhill, fill in the spot, fill right. in the gap, fill in the space, and then let them run with it. Yeah, and Jason Witten's slow. So, I mean, OJ Howard is, is just twice as fast as Jason Witten, and I think he'll he'll be able to make some plays. Jameis just has to find him, and I think he will. Yeah, and that's pretty much our offense versus their defense. Let's move on to – their offense versus the Bucks defense. And looking at it first, their offense, again, Drew Brees isn't there. Yeah. Smile, Buck fans. Okay? <laughs> it's a big difference. Teddy Bridgewater, is he doesn't have as much downfield permission, I guess you would say, as Drew Brees would have or just confidence to throw it. Hopefully we, we force him to be in that position. But to, it's night and day different. Their offense is more... Truly screen, 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 run the ball, run the ball, try and force the defense that they're facing to get close so that later down the game they can throw the ball deep. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Force the, force their hand. Take away that early screen. Take away that quick early just hand the ball off. Kamara goes. Hurt Kamara. The dude's going to get the ball way too many times. He's, he's incredibly gifted, I mean, balance-wise and making people miss. But – I mean, we can fill so many gaps. It's going to be hard for him. And that's their main scapegoat. And then Michael Thomas. That's that's about it. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, Kamara is pretty much 40% of their touches right now. He gets a, a big workload. They don't have Mark Ingram anymore. They have Lat- Latavius Murray, who is is decent back, but he's just not the same. Uh, but Alvin Kamara is pretty much pretty much the offense. I mean, he either runs it or he's catching it. So defensively, you know, for the Bucks, I'm actually pretty excited for the defense. I think this is actually a really good matchup for them. Uh, it kind of plays into what the Bucks' strengths are. Obviously, our pass coverage down the field is our weakness. I think, you know, playing downhill and seeing the ball in front of us and allowing us to attack, I think that that opens up things for what Todd Bowles will like to call. Uh, I would like to see a little bit more, you know, fire zone blitzes. That's basically where, you know, send some guys in, have some guys drop back, take away those short, you know, slants and stuff like that. They did it last week where they rolled coverage with Levante. He got a pick. So I would like to see some of those things involved. But really, you know, just crash them in. I mean, I would I would just keep everything um, 10 yards in front of you and and keep them bottled up. Uh, don't let them get outside because that's where they're going to try to attack. Um, so we got to contain the edges and force everything to your to your meat, which is Vita Vea and Endomic and Sue. Uh, but I really I really like the defense. I think you know Devin White coming back that's big news. I think he's going to help us out tremendously with the communication and also being able to blitz and, and make plays. So really excited uh, for the defense. Yeah, I agree with you about the don't let them get outside. We've talked about that. It's that's where the Cowboys made their biggest mistakes. They just kept crashing in. Maybe we just have the benefit of having these two big nasties in the middle that we don't have to crash in. We can let the play come towards us. But we've seen this before. Like Cam Newton, we kept him in the middle. Same thing with Christian McCaffrey, kept him in the middle. Saquon, kept him in the middle. The only guy we didn't keep really in the middle is Daniel Jones. They can't make the same mistake with this one. Don't let him get outside. Same thing with don't let Camaro get outside. Don't let anyone get outside. Yeah. Just force them to move backwards before they can go forward. And I think we have the personnel. We've proven we have the personnel to do that. Just don't let Kamara get in space. Force right. them, like you said, to the beef. And with that, their, their offensive line, their guards and center. So their two guards are just big beef patties. They're not much – they don't have much mobility. They can stand up against a bull rush, but if Vita Vea pulls this little spin move he's been displaying, they're going to get beat. And the other, the rookie center, McCoy, is just he looks skinny compared to the other guys. If he get if he gets a bull rush, he's going to get run over. Right. And he has two guys in front of him that he's he's going to have to get scared about. And it's just a lot of things we can wreak havoc on. I agree with you. Our defense should be able to show up against them, especially because they're going to want to run short stuff early and want to get the run established, screens established. I think that's where we do well against. Yeah. And I think if you take that out, get their crowd out of it, we can look good, really, really good, mm. and maybe even jump some routes because they're going to try and force something. But either way, there should be pressure. Their tackles are really good. Yeah. Armstead's really damn good. Yeah. Like yeah. Ram Zach, is that his name? Yeah. He's good, but, I mean, the stunts, you pointed that out, he's actually not the best at because the guards aren't mobile enough. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think the big question is, does Sean Payton – you know, come out with this different game plan that he's shown so far with Teddy Bridgewater. Does he let Teddy Bridgewater throw down the field? You know, does he, you know, change it up and maybe spread this Bucks defense out and you see him, you know, toss it all over the yard? I mean, that could be part of the game plan. I just don't, I just don't think Teddy 
has the confidence in himself to throw it downfield, and it just hasn't been pretty when he does throw it. Um, so I I think the Bucks defense needs to just play their game, play aggressive, send the blitzes, you know, do some different things coverage wise, whether it's zone or man, and you know, double double Michael Thomas, try to take him out of the game, make someone else beat you um, as far as their receiving options. And just get after Teddy. I think they can they can make it happen. I'm not too impressed with the offensive line of the Saints. I think there's weaknesses across the board, uh, especially with our front four. I think Shaq Barrett will eat Toronto Armstead alive if he gets one on ones. Really, uh, I do. I really do. I think he's just got the technique, and I think, I mean, the dude couldn't block Robert Quinn at all last week. And I know Robert Quinn's very athletic, a little more athletic than Shaq Barrett, but I I think Barrett is is going to have a field day, whether he's lined up against Armstead or they get him on Ramcheck. And I think I think he can make some some things happen. Don't get overly excited now. I know. I know. I'm not trying to get too up. Um, but when, when you look at our interior as well, I think, like you said, the, Sue and, and uh, Via, or Vea, they can push those guys back and, and, and cause Teddy to either backpedal or try to scramble. And when he's on the run, he does make some bad decisions as well. Well, I mean – well, if I'm Sean Payton and I'm looking at the Bucks defense, obviously I see their D-line front seven as really, really aggressive, really being able to stop the run. I would almost look the same way how Sean, not Sean McVay yeah. did against us. They truly realized, holy crap, okay, they're really going to stop the run. Why even bother running into their strength? They just came out pass happy. Mm-hmm. And then once we got they they got us in their goal line. They're okay. Let's try some runs now. And then we're, they were just already tired and covering so much space that Todd Gurley got like two easy runs. He only had five carries and two of them were touchdowns. Right. I think that's similar to what John Payton will do against us. Like literally spread them out. Ted Ginn's still a speed demon mm-hmm. and against our slot. MJ Stewart again, doesn't have speed. Yes, we have, we can get it in pressure, but how many times did you see Zach, Zach Barrett? <laughs> Shaq Barrett get so close, yeah. and it was in, ended up in a touchdown. Right. Or Vita Bea, do a spin move. He's right there. How close can he get? And it's still, it's a completed pass, or it just got it away. That These are ways where our secondary needs to step up. Yeah, or for sure. Or the linebackers, like David, like you were saying, that has to just screw back and pick that all off or tip it. And Devin White, I think this is a huge addition. Same thing, covering Kamara or covering the middle of the field. He can make that quick tackle instead of it, them catching it and having time to turn around and make a move in space. Yeah, exactly. And, th- and that, you know, another thing, that's what I would like to see this defense just sit on the short stuff, um, you know, sit on the curls and the slants and, and jump those routes, you know, make plays, be aggressive. If you're going to allow one downfield, then. You know what? So be it. I mean, you're making Teddy do what he doesn't do well, and that's what I want to see them try. Um, force them into uncomfortable situations, uh, and I think we'll have success. Now, you know, Sean Payton, he could come out, like you said, and do max protection and just run, you know, two or, th- you know, three wide receivers and, and try it that way. Our corners are going to have to step up. I mean, they're going to have to make plays, uh, but I would want to see them just be aggressive, you know, hit the guys at the line of scrimmage and – and disrupt things, you know, that's that's something they can definitely show they can do. They just need to do it. Be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. Aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's – there's either way you look at it, any way you look at it, they're a good team. They've 
been in the NFC Championship two years in a row, correct? Mm-hmm. They've been there, done that. They're winning without their Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. The coaching is there. They know what the hell they have to do. That's why I'm like, there's no way we're going to blow this team out. No, no I didn't. We're going to win. I'm not saying it's a challenge. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be a very close game. This this team it's is just funny. How so many Buck fans get so riled up so quick, and then they get so shut down. So quick. <laughs> this is a good team. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not. I'm just I'm looking at how we match up against them, and I like our matchups um, and how we present. Now that doesn't mean we're just going to roll in there and, and and tear them apart. We still have to go out there and execute yeah. the game plan and do a lot of good things. Um, I'm probably most concerned about our special teams versus their yeah, special yeah. teams. You know that that's concerning um, from that standpoint because the punter is outstanding. They have a great returner, um, so we're going to have to be on our P's and Q's um, when it comes to special teams and making sure we're doing the right things there. But I just, I like this matchup. I like the momentum that we have right now. I think this is a new team. I looked at the games last year and I look at the personnel. It's pretty much the same. You have a couple new pieces here and there. The biggest difference, the coaching staff. This coaching staff's night and day, and I think they match up with Sean Payton. Um, Sean Payton just outcoached every coach that he's faced from the past of the Buccaneers. I mean, it was night and day. He was out coaching Cutter in his sleep. Um, that's probably why he was pissed that Cutter beat him a couple of times because, you know, he just knows he's better coaching him. But I think – I know. But I think Bruce and his staff, I think it just it's a better matchup for us going into the game. We're going to be prepared. I know that for a fact. And to that point, we are better overall. We just have so many damn weapons to hit. Yes. Defense has so much talent. It just has to all come together. Mike Edwards – don't be so damn aggressive. Yes, yeah. make the play in front of you, but in this game, especially in the second half, stop trying to make every interception in the world. Yeah, I hope you make two, but <laughs> one of them was a pick six. Just but do your job. That's do all your you job. Do. That's you're, all you do. you're a beast in the box. You're a beast at making tackles at the line, running sideline to sideline. When you're in the secondary deep, it's a little different. It's almost like he's trying to make every play back there. Right. It, you're a safety. You're just safety net. I mean, just make sure you're you're playing to, like, save the guys in front of you as opposed to make yourself look good. Right. Okay. Uh, but what Plus was saying about their punter, punt returner, Deontay Harris. That little turd is good. <laughs> he's okay? really good. He can. He's shifty as hell. What is he? Maybe five seven, five eight. Yeah. But I think he broke records for punt returns in in college. Or yeah, I think he broke records yeah. left or right, and sure. again, it's a good team to find small school guys that do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a good team that knows how to draft well, and they play their system well. And even like who hasn't really done anything this year, Traquan Smith, he did a lot last year. Right? How many times he? Uh, it's it's semi scary to me because they could blow up, but it's again, it's not because our offense can do the same. Yeah, exactly. We could be in every game. That's that's why it's like I have that much faith in our offense and our defense is if they put it together, it could be nasty. Yeah, it's and I'm it's going to be a close game. We know that, and I think it's going to be very competitive. Um, it's going to come down to a certain number of plays and and who's better in the red zone, who's making um, you know those touchdowns instead of field goals, uh, who gets the turnovers. You know that's going to be critical. Um, and who runs the football better? You know, that, that's what it always comes down to. Uh, but I just, for some reason, I like this matchup. I know I'm sounding like a homer, but, you know, it is, it is a Bucks podcast. But I just, I feel like 
this team is starting to turn that corner, and this this game is is going to be an example of that where they really make a statement. They made a statement last week, but this week would really put the nail in the hammer. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. And it'll put us in perfect position. It's almost it's early in the season, but we have to. I'm not going to say have to win the game, but yeah. it will be a huge confidence boost for this team and put us in a perfect position in the NFC South. Right, exactly. Like leverage-wise. Mm-hmm. And one last point about our team, our special teams. Hopefully, I mean, has Ryan Smith been activated yet? Hasn't. No news yet. They say he could be activated tomorrow. So. I'm, I'm hoping so. Yeah. Just based on our special teams and how good of a special teams AC is, just pinion better do some better punts. Yeah, get it up Accuracy there. wise, get it up in the air. Yeah. And then Matt Gay just make your kicks. Yeah. No jinxing. I just, I believe this is going to be a close game. Hard fought division rival. I mean, I think it's just going to be a position where he needs to hit his kicks. Does do I hope it comes down to a kick and he makes it? No, not at all. <laughs> but if he does, hell yes. <laughs> but I, I don't want it to come down to a kick. But just please make your kicks early. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, just get out to the lead, like you have done in the, the last couple of weeks, and just keep playing your game. Uh, that's going to be the biggest thing for the Bucks. Play your game, know what you do best, and, and do it well, like Jameis said. Uh, so with that being said, I think that's going to wrap up the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much for the email by, by Walter. Thank you, Walter. Appreciate it. Everyone have a great weekend and go Bucks.